Good morning, role players. Can you all hear me out there? Good. Let's get into it. This is In and Out of Character, a podcast about role playing and role players. And uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I am Mr. Island, and today my guest is this piece of chocolate cake. And I guess Diana is here as well. You said that there wasn't going to be cake this time. <laughs> I feel a little bit lied to. Really quick, a behind the scenes, we meant to do this recording a week ago, and I had some delicious lava cakes from Domino's. And for some odd reason, before we began, my internet just started to wig out. Um, and I've assured Diana here that uh, the chocolate cake was not the reason we, did, we didn't get to record. It was, in fact, my internet, but she does not believe me. So here we are. And I never will believe you. I mean, I get it. But no, no chocolate cake. Like, if your options are, like, to talk to me or have a lava cake, like, fuck yeah, I'd pick the lava cake, hands down, 100% of the time. <laughs> it was good lava cake, I'm not gonna lie. I did scarf down all three of them. <laughs> it doesn't... But, um, no, seriously, um, this is Diana, she is with a podcast called Critically Stupid, uh, which I have questions about the name, uh, but we'll get into that anyways. Miss Diana, could you please tell us just a little bit about yourself? You know, these questions, it always reminds me of being in like a job interview where you go mm -hmm. and they're like, tell me about yourself. And you're like, God, I don't fucking know. I'm, I'm alive, I guess. I'm sort of alive. I am in a semi-functioning meat suit. I'm, I, fuck, what do you want to know? Um... It's amazing. Uh, well, any jobs. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I don't know what you want. It's well, such it's such a broad question. Oh, I know it's fine. Um, so I I always like to ask people that when we start off because uh, it just gives me uh, the ability to understand who they are to themselves, and it just helps me with the flow of the conversation. If that makes it sense. Does uh, some people are like, oh, I'm really excited about this, that, and the other. And some people are just like, ah, well, you know, I'm a figment of your imagination probably. And we'll never, ever get to meet face to face. But here we are. I don't are. think I've been excited for anything since roughly like 2010. Um, you know, before the world's since... gradual decline into Armageddon. Um, what about me? I am, let's see. Um, I am on the podcast, as you mentioned. I, in my non-podcast life, uh, I'm, I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for, for a minute. Um, I, mm -hmm. fuck, I'm a Sagittarius Scorpio cusp. I actually don't know a damn thing about, really, astrology at all, but um, I do know. Don't worry, I'm an astronaut, you're okay. Oh, perfect, perfect, you can fill in the gaps. I'm Absolutely. That would be like real science versus <laughs> the other. I am not actually I an astronaut. I wish I was an astronaut, I think you but I'm were, not. Um, because I feel like maybe we wouldn't be doing this if you were an astronaut. I, I just feel like astronauts keep busy. Um, what else about me? Um, what do I do? I, I pretend to be a writer. I pretend to be an artist. I pretend to be a musician. I say pretend because I'm not really good at any of those three things. Uh, don't worry, I also pretend to be a podcast host. We got, here we are. <laughs> touche, touche. Um, what else? I, I am very good at self-deprecating humor. It's the only thing I'm good at. Um, oh, same. Same. I also have ADHD, as we discussed. Um, yeah. I don't know. More stuff will come out as, as we chat, I'm sure, but uh, I guess just oh. that I'm not great at that question. 
No, you're okay. Just uh, you know a little bit to know about the guest uh, uh, before, like we dig into the nitty gritty of the role play. Um, it's always just one of my favorite things to do because I just like to know about the other person. Because um, I used to be a big believer in the in account in character and out of character uh, uh, border. Which, if you don't know, in MMO role playing, you do a lot of tabletop role playing. But in MMO role playing, um, there way back when there used to be like this big stigma stigma of not communicating with the other players out of character like you keep it all in character and that was it but as role playing has become more popular it's begun to kind of turn 180 where it's becoming really important to know who you're role playing with uh out of character and to build that camaraderie and that friendship ahead of time uh before you before like the characters are during the character interactions and so on and that's the reason why I like to talk about the I like to talk about the guests yeah. first. Yeah, no, that's fair. I I think that probably makes it more fun. I I did a little bit of like the MMO playing, but like a long time ago, like high school. Uh, yeah, really? this this is gonna age me, but you remember when EverQuest was a big thing? Oh God, I do remember when EverQuest was a big thing. Yeah, I I wasn't a, a huge uh, gamer by by any means, but but I did play uh, a little bit with um, a couple of the uh, guys that I dated back then. So so I am a little bit uh, familiar with with that. Um, but this podcast that I'm in now is is my first real foray into the into the tabletop. So. Really? So actually that was going to be, this was a great segue because that was actually going to be my next uh, bit of questioning. What is your roleplay history like and like how did you get into, well actually the before we do that, my apologies, my ADHD brain is saying jump five steps ahead. Um, what I should ask first is for you to imagine that you're at a, you're, oh my goodness, you're grocery shopping and you're you you reach over to get some produce and i and i before you do it i just i pop up and i just i take the head of cabbage away from you and i won't give it back until you tell me what role playing is to you i mean there's a number there's a number of things with that scenario that that are just i have not gone grocery shopping since 2020 like like once like instacar and shit became a thing i was like my god i never have to leave the house again and that is amazing. That is a beautiful thing. Uh, so usually I just get a, a text. Also, I don't care for cabbage. So, you know, you can keep it is what I'm saying. That you, you can have that cabbage. That cabbage is your baby. No, I don't really want it. Uh, I will answer your question anyway. However, what uh, what is role playing? I'm, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to have some deep, profound answer to this. I don't. Um, I think it, it is essentially, I'm going to do that thing where I define the word using the words but it's it's playing a role it's it's an opportunity to to tell a story uh, which was something that when i was kind of learning more about like D D and whatnot um that's what i really came to understand it as was was telling a story and i'm you know just just kind of the the opportunity to insert yourself in into the story and in a fun imaginative way um, yeah that's probably the most thought i've ever given into what role playing is truthfully uh that's fair everybody has like a different idea to it and some people are like role play is this thing that um i do as a pastime or role play is this thing that saved my life like literally i've had conversations where people use role play as a outlet for various reasons um and it's just always good to know where someone stands on the topic of role-playing because it's a very weird hobby. Um, a lot of us role-players, instead of, you know, catching the game when we get home or or going out to party, we like to get online and role-play with other people. It's just such a strange, weird hobby. It's good to know where people stand on it. Uh, yeah, you know, I think probably if I had a little bit more robust of a history with role playing, may maybe I'd have a, a little bit more personal of, of an answer. Uh, but but this being kind of my first foray into it, aside from way back when I was old and playing a little bit of EverQuest. Um, 
aside from that it's uh yeah i don't have any any like deep profound answer for what it is or what it means to me other than it's been i mean it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun what was your so was everquest your first that was your first intro into role playing probably i feel like yes and then when world of warcraft was first real popular um I did a little bit of that as well. I had a friend that worked for Blizzard for, for a minute there. Uh, again, it was never anything very serious. I was just kind of, I don't know, dicking around with it a little bit. So so I've never been a a huge role player by, by any means. But um, yeah, probably that would have been the, the start of it. But that's been fantastic for a very long time because I don't know, life. So how did you get from Elder Scrolls, not Elder Scrolls, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about something completely different. How did you get from EverQuest to uh, the the Critically Stupid podcast? Like, where, where was, was there anything in between that? No, not at all. Like I said, I, I had, uh, I. I was back in high school, like dated some guys that were, that were into that. Uh, role playing and then we broke up and I went to college and, and I had this you know whole life really in between uh, and then for the for the podcast uh, I am pretty active on on Twitter which is too bad now that Twitter's been purchased elongated muskrat um, but that is you know that's that's my primary social media currently um, and and often I will do I will joke myself into a corner. I'll tell a joke. People will think it's more serious, and then it becomes serious. Uh, so I was friends with the with the the DM for for Critically Stupid with with Alex um, on Twitter. We actually bonded over a joke about high fiving after sex. Um, and we just decided that we were going to be besties and he had put out sort of like a general call saying that he wanted to start this D&D podcast and if anybody had characters or was interested to holler at him and, and I as a joke was like I have zero experience with D&D but I got you boo uh, not at all thinking that, that he'd be like yes I want you because I, there were all these people commenting that were like oh god I've played for this many years and I've got this character and they're developed and look at this backstory and I just came in where I was like I got me I can bring me I'm, but he I actually said that, that he did want me on it um, because he wanted to have somebody who was new to it I uh, wasn't coming in with any of the, I don't know, I guess, bias or or was basically a blank slate, I suppose, to mold. Um, so, uh, yeah, so so that's how I got into it. And, you know, and, and I was just like, oh, could be fun. YOLO, let's, let's do it. <laughs> the the. Best way to start any Hobbit, YOLO. Let's just go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, you know, the ADHD thing. Absolutely. Uh, so that's actually one of the reasons why I got into it in the first place is because my ADHD, um, it drives. I, I if my it, my friends are so sweet to me, but I have to, I know it drives them insane because I have to, like, when they are talking to me, they are very coherently speaking to me and they are vividly describing whatever it is that they are needing to talk to me about. But my monkey brain says, but while they're talking, you could be doing the dishes and sweeping and taking care of your son and also writing a book at the same exact time. So why don't you do that? And... That is why, essentially, I got into it because I, I really liked it and I just, I needed more going on at any given time because my dumb ADHD brain. Yeah, I, I'm, no, no, it's fine. I, I was actually, I, I just rather recently diagnosed with, with ADHD because I, I didn't present 
you know, I'm, I am, I'm a woman and, and uh, women tend to present differently compared to, to men as far as symptoms. So, so I went a very long time without being diagnosed and not even realizing that some of what I was doing was indeed symptoms of ADHD. I was just like, everybody's monkey brain is like my monkey brain. And then as I got older, I realized that my monkey brain was not like everybody else's developed human brains. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think in, in some ways the, the role playing has been kind of a nice outlet for, for the monkey brain, although I do still get distracted and it low-key drives the end just crazy. Like if he lets kill all of this, like, like trying to keep me on track is a separate job oh, in of itself. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I I I have heard you. I, I have listened to all of Critically Stupid so far, and I I understand. I can I can see it. Yeah, he he cuts out a, a good amount of my rambles. Uh, we're shooting a promo for. Some, it was just supposed to be like a thirty second promo, and we like talked i say we talked i rambled i rambled for i don't know over an hour and he got maybe like 30 to 45 seconds of actual usable shit out of that and the rest of it was just garbage and that is what it's like to talk to me if we ever need to does something podcast like off the podcast and he he always has to set aside like at least an hour not because the thing we're talking about is going to take that long but i will take that long mm-hmm. and that's fair believe actually believe it or not i'm, I'm going to be honest with you having this ability to kind of go off on tangents and to continue on the conversation in different ways actually is very entertaining to a lot of people who listen to the podcast that is good to hear and i will be holding that over alex's head forever just for fucking ever never never gonna let that go um but i think you know i'm i'm inclined to agree because i think that yes people listen for the story but there's just as many people that that are listening for for us um i think it's the same for for any i guess marketing in general um a lot of times people aren't buying a product so much as supporting a person if that makes sense um so so i can definitely see how it would be interesting to to be able to to go off on the tangents and it keeps things moving you know there's never like an awkward silence unless somebody tells a really bad joke and nobody's laughing and we just want to make them feel bad for telling a bad joke so we say nothing um then we'll draw an awkward silence but uh but other than that no it it it's very easy to, to keep things moving do you want to hear uh, a very awkward bad joke before we go into the next segment or before i ask you the next question what so you heard of why six was afraid of seven because seven eight nine do you know why seven eight nine you know i swear i've heard this joke and i don't remember the answer it's my favorite joke and i can't wait for my son to get old enough for me to spring it on him and he understands it uh because you need three squared meals a day i hate that so much <laughs> But the role playing, you're having lots of fun with the tabletop. You're enjoying yourself. You're 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 having fun with the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. It's it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's I this sounds bad, but it's more fun than I thought it was gonna be. Just, and and I don't mean that in a way like I thought it was gonna be horrible going into it. I I just didn't know what I was getting into, and I there was this idea of you know, D&D being for nerds and, and, you know, it's one step below LARPing and LARPing's ridiculous. So had I made fun of D&D before? Yes, absolutely. I had, um, but uh, yeah, it, it actually has been, uh, has been a lot of fun. I think it helps that uh, all of us just kind of, um, you know, we, we're, we're a good group of people 
we all get along very well. We can bounce off each other pretty easily. Um, varying levels of experience, myself being the, the least experienced. I mean, it, it, it used to take me like 10 minutes to find the right dice. You think I'm hyperbolizing, but I'm not. It literally would take me like 10 minutes. Uh, and Alex would be like, it's the one that looks like two pyramids on top of each other. Each other. Like, what <laughs> does that mean? pyramids on top of each other i'm so i'm but yeah we keep it lighthearted. we keep it funny and uh yeah it's definitely a good time i i always look forward to to the sundays that we are recording especially as as we've gone on and and have really settled into our groove more you know i look at our early beginning episodes versus versus now and and you can definitely see um just a growth arc, not only in our characters, but in our relationships with each other as people. That's awesome. I love, I love to hear that. That's my favorite thing about role playing, uh, especially in tabletop settings, um, is the ability to sit down and just kind of grow with other people. I know it seems silly. It's just, it's so silly coming from like, if it was like an outside source from role playing, and I was talking to them about this, they probably wouldn't understand. But it's like being able to sit down with your friends and and use story yeah time. i think that i might have been one of those people that prior to this would not have understood especially mm. if if somebody had said to me that you know we're going to get a group of people that maybe kind of know each other but don't really know each other and then we're going to put them into this uh, podcast setting and and you guys are going to have a great time and really get to know each other i don't know that that i would have um necessarily believed that either but uh, it is cliche and corny as it sounds and uh, past me that used to make fun of D&D will hate me forever for this but I, I know the adventure is obviously fake it's a story but you are going through an adventure together uh, you're telling mm -hmm. a story together so I think that that does bring us closer to together um, and and I'm able to to talk with with them about things that are not related to to D&D now because we just get to know each other on a different I guess level if that makes sense oh no I understand it normally for me it always dull it always devolves down into food topics at the end of it uh for instance I get with my friends and we're having a really good conversation and then Somehow we start talking about food. I, uh, you know, when we first started the podcast, I would show up. I'm just like me and my bottle of water. And I'm totally comfortable being like on camera public speaking. So it wasn't a nervousness thing. I just wasn't really sure what the vibe was going to be. But now and not these episodes aren't out yet. But but now, I mean, you've, if you've seen the ones that are, uh, I am usually drinking some sort of alcoholic beverage i get like a full snack spread now because i don't tend to eat all day because i just really mm -hmm. bad food habits um <laughs> so then when i when we're gonna record and i'm gonna drink i'm like well i don't want to drink on an empty stomach because a hangover after the age of 30 is literal hell uh, well, so I just get like a full snack spread. I'm just eating on on camera now. I'm I'm just like fuck it. I'm doing this like like. And do I pick crunchy snacks? Yes, I do. Not intentionally. I don't think about it when I do it. Like Doritos would slap, and now I'm eating Doritos. I if I remember, I'll like turn away from the mic, but I don't remember ninety five percent of the time. <laughs> That's hey, it's fair. It's fair. I, uh, speaking of hangovers, I used to never get hangovers, uh, until my last birthday when I turned 32 hangovers hit me like a truck now. And I don't know why I used to do just fine. I would, uh, me and my friends would be playing D and D or Pathfinder or some other tabletops. So it would be drinking all night and having a little fun. And I'd wake up the next day and get ready for work and like, no problem. And when 32 hit, no, can't can't do that shit no more it definitely hit me sooner than that um but i would recover from them faster i think some of it is i uh, i'm half asian and, and that stereotype about uh, asians not being able to handle their their, their alcohol is, is very true for me um that a stereotype so, 
I, I I've never heard that. Um, not even a stereotype. That's probably not even the right word for it. But um, Asian people lack an enzyme that helps them process alcohol. That's why we ah. turn when we've been drinking, mm-hmm. um, and why it doesn't take as much booze necessarily to get us drunk. Um, so I don't know. I think I started getting bad hangovers by the time I was like I don't know, twenty five to twenty seven, maybe. Um, I'm not a heavy drinker before doing the podcast. I rarely drink because I don't like the hangover. Um, but but now I just have my water and my my booze. I do drink during the football games. I I will I will admit that because um, you have to. Um, but uh, yeah, it's only gotten more. You're you're younger than me, which makes me. A little sad for me. Um, it doesn't get better. It's just getting worse. Oh boy, I can't wait. Well, I don't. I don't get to drink that. Much. I don't drink that much anymore because as a uh, single father, I try not to uh, make myself unable to do the important things if they need to be done. Um, sure, there are days where I'm like, oh, I can, I can get a single beer in me, maybe two, and but well, that's it. There's no more after that. Just, yeah, just in case the boy decides to take a dive off the fridge or something like like, tries to kill himself somehow because children have no innate uh survival instinct it's so horrible yeah yeah i don't have uh children but that's one of many reasons why why i don't because i just don't need that kind of stress in my life i don't want to be responsible for something that is every two seconds trying to die knowing that it's a little that i became a nurse because you are often responsible for people that are every two seconds trying to die. But I don't need that at home, is what I'm saying. And that is totally fair. Uh, parenthood is not for everybody, and I completely understand. Um, but if it's okay with you, I would like to change gears. Yes, yeah, sorry, ADHD. Uh, and, and like, and, no, you're fine. My ADHD brain, too. Uh, we could sit here all night and talk if you let me. Uh, this is the reason why I keep it to like an hour on the interview or like close to that time because if you let us, if you let me go off on a tangent, I will go off on a tangent. And at the very least, I just have to get to the uh, outline. Yes, do it. Keep me on. A thing about this podcast is that there is a question of the week that the previous interviewee gets to ask and we get to answer along with some members of the community. Uh, so surprise there's a question you get to answer from the last interviewee okay uh what they asked what they asked was and i quote if your character is dropped into a new culture how do they adapt and since your recent character was a uh is um oh i know your i know your i know your podcast character's name why can't i think of it i'm not gonna tell you because i want to see if you can think of it right now Oh, I can't think of it. Uh, I've been off for the last three days, and I haven't listened to any of the podcasts no, since then. No, uh, Mel. Mel. I I did know that. I really did know easy. that. It's it's short for long, but yeah, it's it's real easy. Yes, yes, that is listening. So how would Mel in, like, adapt if they were just dropped into a random culture? Into a new culture? Like, like, with the expectation of she's going to live in this culture now, or now there are no expectations. Just how would your character adapt? And if your character just fucking dies, that's no, I don't. Also, a part that is that is an answer. No, no, she wouldn't die. She uh, is is very resilient. Um, intends to do more of the killing than the dying truthfully i'm um, mm-hmm. purpose i didn't mean to be a murder hobo it's just kind of happened <laughs> but uh, yes your character does kill clan people do but so the thing i have just this ridiculous uh you know modifier for for my longbow so even if i roll shitty i still roll well by adding on you know the the bone the I don't even know all the terms still so so I always end up causing harm to be which is a good thing if that's my goal but yeah I, I do cause I yeah I kill a lot of things I'm um, no I I think she she would adapt fine I don't think she would necessarily go full-on immersed in the culture so much as just kind of um, keep to herself type deal but uh, no, she's she's real good at, at the at the survival stuff. 
Um, I think she'd be pretty good at making her way, um, figuring out how to how to get by. Um, she's not one that would go out of her way to form a new group of friends right away necessarily so much as just observe and learn that way um, mm -hmm. and kind of go from there uh for the viewer's sake could you tell me who your not who your character is but like what is your character you mean like what her class and like whatnot is? like the like the race in general just not backstory but Okay, I'm the half elf ranger. Half elf ranger, just going on it. Wow, you picked ranger as your first tabletop character. Don't worry, most people pick fighter. Oh, I want uh, one of the uh, contingencies of me joining the podcast. I say this like it was a serious thing, but it's not. I just, I really wanted a dog. And, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I, I like animals and, and I told, uh, I told Alex that, that I wanted to have a dog. And of course he's like, well, only if you can take care of it. I was like, what do I have to do to take care? So, so we picked something that, you know, animals was, was kind of like a thing. Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah. And I got my dog. So finally a thousand episodes later, he really made me work for it. Uh, I will, to answer this question for my own character, because I also like to answer these questions, I will just use my last character who I made for Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Kraji, and she would probably just fucking die. <laughs> Kraji is not someone who goes into a place and adapts. She is a person who studies first and then proceeds. You know... And so if you just dropped her into a culture and said survive or adapt, she would, I, I don't know. Just, just fucking die, I guess. I, um, I am actually really quite in, in awe of, of people like you that, that can come up with, with a bunch of different characters, but, but also come up with characters with like these wildly different, uh, traits. When, when I had done my character design, if you will, with Alex, cause I'd never done it before. So he did it with me and it took like five hours cause I rambled. Um, I had this idea of what I thought she was going to be but pretty quickly on, I was like, nope, she's like me. If if I was in this scenario, I could not not self-insert, which I've heard is pretty common with new role players anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, very much but uh, but but yeah, the the thought of like coming up with traits and, and sticking to I don't know, it, it was just uh not something I was able to to stick with, um, so not in every way, but in a lot of ways, my character is me, and in how I would react to to things, which again was not intentional. Uh, she was not meant to be a ton like me. It's it's just happened. I haven't killed anybody though. I just want to make that part clear. Mm, I'm going to choose to believe you for this moment until. You hit the, you inevitably hit the news. Um, Alex probably being the victim. Anyways, so that actually brings me kind of back to what we were talking about earlier about the in-character, out-of-character border, where there used to be this big stigma about not putting yourself in your characters. Like, your character has to be completely not you. That's becoming a lot less accepted. And more people are understanding that you you have to put some of yourself into your character. Your character is an extension of yourself, and you are made by the experiences that you have had. So, of course, of course, I could just hit my mic too. Of course, you're going to have a little bit of yourself in your character. There's there's just no. It's just yeah, inevitable. I am part. absolutely incapable of at least at this point in in the role playing uh, part of my life. I'm I am incapable of of not having myself and and I will you know playing with those that have played more more than me. I'm even you know Anthony will say at some point he'll be like oh my character would do this or or Gary has said before I know exactly what my character would do. 
and and that's cool um because it's not necessarily what they would do as people whereas i'm like well i know what i would do so that's what mel is doing because like <laughs> she's she's just a much cooler version of me at this at this point i'm i i do wonder if you know if i made more characters and and kept going on with this if, if i might get a little bit better at not doing the self-insert but part of me just i don't know what you see is what you get i don't um i don't i don't think i could keep me out of it well if it helps you feel any better or any type of way i have listened to the podcast like i said and i can say that you are doing just fine you have a fun character you guys are all fun you are doing oh, i appreciate that thank you thank you um and like i said I, I i have not killed anybody but but yes in in many ways um you keep saying that and i and i still don't hear any grain of truth in it so i mean gonna... you know for legal reasons i just feel like i because it's, i keep saying that she's me and she's also kind of known to be a little murdery, so so I feel like I have to make that distinction that there are some differences. I I've never mm. shot a crossbow in my life, for instance. I think it'd be cool. Just opportunity has never arisen to do mm -hmm. that. Uh, yeah. So some differences, certainly. Well, please don't take, if you do learn, please do not take your crossbow to any LARPing events, uh, because they will not like that. They will like the look of it, but I mean, you can't use it. Or at least try not to use it. I don't think I would it. ever be at a LARPing event. I guess I can uh, never say never, I suppose, but uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know mm -hmm. that I could play along with, with the LARPers to a level that they so, do. So, another... Another part of the question of the week is I like to read off other people's answers in the Discord. Uh, but before you do that, I got to tell you, I've gone to, disc to, to oh. LARPing events, and I've wholly decided that, really, I just want to hit people with sticks. That's it. Well, I mean... That was the okay. point. That I is... mean, okay, I could get behind that. See, okay, so the thing is, like, I go to the RenFest, right? And, and I dress up and do mm -hmm. the thing. But I don't pretend to be the thing I'm dressed up. It's just an excuse to wear the fun outfits from different from the time period, you know, or or do the fun accoutrement. I I cannot do the imaginative play thing that that everybody does at the best. Like kudos mm -hmm. to to the workers because I think again I would end up just being too much of a self insert. Although hitting people with sticks does sound fun. It is pretty fun. And once you start whacking people with a foam sword, it, I mean, it's hard to stop, even if they beg you to. So they actually... Okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to read some others uh, from the Discord, which, again, you guys, when you uh, when Miss Diana asks the next question of the week at the end of this, which you're going to... Uh, you get to ask a question. Surprise, surprise. Uh, everybody can come to the Discord and answer. So, um, Roleplay Rejects. I guess I could hit my mic again. I'm doing that a lot today. Roleplay Rejects says, Otis the Ratcatcher would probably never adapt, though I think he would use his intuitive nature to think of how to exploit the culture for more gains. So, just go in and be greedy. Um, I can respect that. But... Oh yeah, I mean that's what I'd probably do. No, I'm joking. I wouldn't do that. I'm not a, I'm not a greedy individual. I'm, I actually have the exact opposite of the say, problem. I give things away a little, no, I, a little I too was much. Say I, I, I'm poor. I'd be greedy. At anything like, <laughs> yeah. I'm poor. I am, I am not laughing at the fact that you're poor. I am laughing at the way that was presented. That's fine. You laugh I at promise. Me. <laughs> I, I would never. Um, Disco Tech Priest said Dart would find a quiet place to sit out of immediate eyesight to observe the locals quietly before using the, these observations to layer on his own brand of charm and carve himself a niche. Uh, that sounds 
more like of what I would do if I was in a new area. Also, probably cry a lot. I'd probably cry quite a bit if you just dropped me into any. I, I just as a side note, because I'm a Rambo, I appreciate that you said niche and not niche. It's completely some people say niche, and I don't know, it bothers me. Anywho, um, no, I, I, I have been, I lived in Japan for, for a little while, um, and I've been to Korea. It's not so bad being dropped in, in a totally different culture, at least in, in this non-fantasy world where people aren't walking around with weapons. Unless you live in Texas, in which case people are walking around with a lot of weapons. But generally speaking, not a lot of people walking around with swords and stuff. It's not so bad. There were there wasn't too much crying. That's good because I'm I'm glad that you did not have a difficult time adapting to any new locations. I am I'm very much a people person. Uh, if I can't communicate with people, I don't know what I'm gonna do because this is my only skill set. This is it, like talking to people. That is all I've got in me. I think you know they most of most other countries like like this. They do speak English, some English, enough English. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, you know they start learning it young. Uh, mm-hmm. So I found that I got by fine. It wasn't always ideal, but you'd be fine. I have faith in you. You could do it. All right, so. I'm going to take us away from the question of the week. Thank you for answering. I really appreciate that. Um, it's at this point that I like to ask people if they have a topic that they want to cover in the podcast or if they just want to have a conversation. Because some people will come to the podcast and they're like, I want to talk about this specific thing in the community that should be addressed. And some people just want to come on and just chat with me about role playing. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably the the latter of the two. Obviously, being a rambler, I I can't think of anything specific. I I, I guess I'm not really super immersed in in the community mm-hmm. so much. I, I know that at some point there was some drama with Wizards of the Coast. See, I don't know what I'm. I don't know. What oh, you're talking about the uh, OGL, the Open Game License. See, I don't. I have no idea. I just saw it in passing, so so I'm not really like immersed in it enough um, to to comment on that. Um, but I am just real good at talking about that's, anything. And see, so. that's totally that's totally fair because being in this community doesn't mean that you have to be in every inch of the community. Sometimes you just want to play a game with some friends. You just want to talk with some friends and tell a story and act out this character. And that's as far as that goes. That is it. Uh, that's you you don't have to go any further into the community than that um some people are very opinionated in our community and some people are just meh i'm i'm here i roll dice that is what i do uh that is what i do i i think that i i suppose i could see myself getting a little bit more involved in in the community as as we go along i i have made made an effort to to get a little bit more involved in and make more connections within the community and uh you know follow people on on twitter that that are involved in the community so i'm a little bit more on the up and up but i i'm not like i said i'm not super deeply immersed in it by by any means um it's there's just so many facets to it there's so many different games Mm. and different modules and campaigns and i just can't keep up with it and there's a movie now mm-hmm. oh yeah there's a movie coming well actually you know this is a great segue because one of the questions i wanted to ask you is that besides for D, are there any other tabletops that are interesting to you i don't really know any other ones honestly i really i really don't know them I, other than, again, I've, I've seen, sometimes people will mention other ones that they're playing. I've seen a couple of Kickstarters out there, people coming up with their own, which I think is amazing. Uh, and that's a lot of work, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yes. Far more work than I'm willing to put into it. Um, I say that and watch in like 10 years, I'll be making one. But um, You might. I mean, it, the, the tabletop community is very passionate about it. And a lot of people are just... Most of the community 
are just really excited to get their hands on something new or something in, innovative or just something crazy to them. Like I got really excited because I backed one on Kickstarter recently that uses cars instead of like little models. It uses cars and it's all done with like these, uh, you can take like a hot wheel car and like rough it up and make it look grimy and rusty. And it's like this post-apocalyptic role-playing game but like i said instead of you using a character you're using a car and your character is with the car um and i kind of like the movie cars i I suppose so i i think it was fashioned more of mm, what was that movie oh my god i'm about to oh my adhd brain uh it's post-apocalyptic it has a car in it (laughs) ah no i can't I can't think of this movie. Mad Max. Yes, it's more Mad Max style. Why can't I think of Mad Max? Apocalyptic cars. That's all I needed. Once we ruled out the the Disney Pixar movie, which some have said is post-apocalyptic, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once we ruled that one out, all that was really left was was Mad Max, which Mm -hmm. I've not actually seen. I just know about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, God, people are so creative. Like, like, what am I doing masquerading, pretending to be a creative person? No, look at these people. I mean, that's that's amazing. Um, I did not even know what would happen. I actually asked this question recently in, in the uh, Discord that we have for the podcast. I'm like, what happens if, like, once we achieve the thing we've set out, to, like, is that the end of it? Like, it's been good, guys. Um, but there's more... Oh, there's that you can there's so much do within the same. Uh, yeah, I'm realizing that it's it's a much bigger uh, community than than I think I had initially realized. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, just one facet of the um table of the of the role play community. You have MMO role playing, which stretches to like World of Warcraft and Elder Scrolls and Guild Wars and so on. And then you have cosplaying, which in itself is sort of a form of role-playing you got larping you've got tabletops you've got just so many different things you also have solo role-playing which is um something that's becoming more and more prominent recently even in the tabletop role-playing uh sphere is that there's becoming a lot more there's uh, there's a lot more solo tabletop role-playing games out there or just role-playing games that's meant for you and one other person and so on and so forth it's 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 a massive community it is. I think cosplaying is like the coolest fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And I could. Oh my god! No, oh, I I agree. I would do like that. There's this running joke that once we reach a thousand subscribers, I'm gonna do uh, a D and D themed OnlyFans, which is basically just D and D cosplay. And thankfully, we're really far off from a thousand subscribers because I'm like, I don't know how to sew. make these like costumes and shit i don't know what i'm doing like i know these people are all creative and super cool with their designs and their costumes and i've talked to a lot of cosplayers and and like everybody feels like their costume is so bad and then they get out there with their costume and then they come away just feeling confident and good about themselves and i'm like that is the coolest thing ever and i wish i could i wish i could do the same thing (laughs) i would feel like my costume is bad and then i'd get out there and be like oh yeah it's bad uh that that would only uh uh, confirm my worst fears but like yeah people in in they're so creative with like the materials they use Mm -hmm. like like how they make certain elements of the costumes how they make the weapons for the costume just just things that i would never ever think of um, but it's so cool. I wish I could do it. I don't wish I could do it enough to like actually sit down and learn how to do it. But I just wish I knew how to do it. It's so it is really cool. I've I some some cosplayers I look at them and I'm like, how how did you gain these skills? But and then I, and then I found out that like there's there are some cosplayers out there who do this as a profession, and they have whole teams built around them. I know, but and they I, always put it out like just them, you know. I know. And now it's a job, and and that sounds amazing. 
I'm like, well, if I'd known that was an option, I probably would have learned how to sew before I was the ripe old age of whatever I am. Uh, not that it's too late, but it's also kind of too late because I have to work a big kid job now. I, it's just the cool, or, or like even, like how, how does one make it uh, in, in, in the Twitch sphere? How do you make money doing that? No idea. I really have no idea. <laughs> I'll... I wish I knew. Like, damn. Um... I want to get paid to play. The problem is, because I'm not a serious gamer, I'm like, it would just have to be people that want to watch me play Oregon Trail and also Zumbinis. Zumbinis. So I probably wouldn't be a very successful Twitch gamer anyway. If it's okay with you, I'm going to go ahead and start bringing this down to a close. Oh. If that is okay. I hope you've had a good time. I have had a good time. Thank you for, for having me on. Do you have any questions for me? It could be about the community. It could be about my favorite food. I, I just like to open this part up in case the guest has any questions. If your favorite food isn't lava cakes, I'm going to be disappointed. So lie to me. So here's the thing. I like chocolate. I don't love chocolate. Lava cakes are not my favorite food. And yet you... As a matter of fact, I have a very... You mm -hmm. claim to have eaten all three of them, however. I did. I did eat all three of them because I would not share with my son. Well, children don't need lava cakes. I know. Um, no. <laughs> he had all the pizza he could eat. He's fine. Yeah, totally. <laughs> He's got a job. He can buy his own lava cakes. Um, I guess I do need to know what your favorite food is then. Oh, shit. Actually, I don't have a really... I actually really don't have a favorite food. example question. And you don't, I figured you'd have an issue like geared up. I'm like, maybe that's why I, I, that question. I, this one. Chili dogs, I guess. I don't know. I, I love... Uh, oh, no, I do have a favorite food, actually. And I don't know why I haven't thought about this. Chicken and dumplings. I love chicken and dumplings. I can respect that. That's that's a very uh, uh, that's like a wholesome home meal. Mm -hmm. That that and pigs in a blanket. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what pigs in a blanket are. Um, also, all right. I I didn't hate the first answer, chili dog, just because it reminded me of, like Sonic the Hedgehog, you know. Um, but I'll be honest with you. I'm pretty sure that's why I like chili dogs so much is because of Sonic as a kid. I used to eat them all the time, but. Now I look back and I go, did I actually really like chili dogs as a kid or was I just saying I did? Um, I don't even think I, I don't hate them. I'm not a picky eater. I don't love them. Well, now they'll probably just give me heartburn. Um, it was an interesting choice for, for favorite food for, for Sonic though. I'm assuming you watched the, the cartoon. Um, I loved that show, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why they picked chili dogs as... It's a favorite food, but it is a blue hedgehog and a two-tailed fox. And I suppose chili dogs isn't the weirdest part of that show. We are at the end of this. So feel free to plug yourself, any social media that you want, uh, the, uh, the, the podcast, social media, anything that you want to go ahead and do that right here. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to plug the podcast uh, that is Critically Stupid. We are at Crit Stupid on Twitter as well as on TikTok and maybe Instagram as well. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify or wherever you choose to listen to your podcast. Uh, and then we also do uh, visual. It's on YouTube. Uh, once again, that's that's Crit Stupid. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter. Is is kind of all of our main social media that that we are on. Um, and if you want to follow me because you think I'm just clearly hilarious and totally able to stay on topic, I'm my ad. It's uh, it's Dinosaurus Rex because uh, I like dinosaurs, but there is a three for the E in Rex because somebody got to the handle before me. Um, but, I hate that. Right? Right? Because I, I uh, yeah, I spell my name different. I have two N's in Diana. So I thought for sure that I would have a lock on Diana's mm -hmm. Rex. But somebody out there, somebody out there has that handle instead of me. I'm, but, I, I know my last name is spelled differently, but it said the same as Island. And I thought that when I went to Twitter, I would have a hand, like I would grab 
have my last name it's already taken yeah and i'm like how right that's what i'm saying just absolute garbage um but uh but definitely i follow the podcast watch the podcast it is it is a lot of fun i'm i am biased but i do think that we are hilarious uh, so, so I hope that people will tune in, subscribe. Again, we're we're doing a big push to a uh, thousand because uh, at that point, you know, you can monetize on YouTube, and we'll be able to afford a little bit more equipment and we'll bring mm-hmm. some more cool stuff to you guys. I I I guess I will learn how to sew before then to do the D and D themed thing. Um, I should probably start. Now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's my plug. <laughs> Oh, no, I get it, because uh, every single time I think to myself, I'm going to go to a convention, I also think to myself, oh, i got to lose weight, though. And then I never do, and so therefore I never go to a convention. You know, it's one of those things where they're, like, there's never a great time to do it, so you just got to do it. Just got to do it, homie. Hey. All right, so the last thing that we got to do is you have to ask a new question of the week that the next person has well, to answer. Well, I was thinking about this. I had like a mini panic attack when you said that I was going to have to come up with a question because I was like, well, fuck, I was not prepared. Um, <laughs> this is why I offered the podcast, like the last episode of the podcast before we did this. That requires a level of preparation that I put into very little things now. I understand. I also agree because I don't prepare for anything anymore um, because honestly, I'm not going to be able to focus on it. No, and, and also it just, I don't know. The world is ending. So I'm like, what am I preparing for any minute now? It will end for real and all that prep will mean nothing. So I'm just choosing to, to go and see, see how I do. I'm, but so, so I had mentioned, you know, that one of, one of the big, reasons i picked the the class that i do is because i wanted a pet i wanted a a dog um so my question is for for people's characters if they could have any pet and it doesn't have to be one that that's necessarily in in the book of i guess there's a book that there's like eight you can pick right it doesn't have to be one of those uh if your character could have any uh animal companion uh what would it be and why there we go and now that's in the discord and now people can answer that and that would be pretty good because I've actually thought about this for a lot of my different characters, but for some reason, uh, for some reason, not all, well, and I shouldn't say for some reason, but not all of my characters have an animal uh, companion or should even have an animal companion, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how, how common it is or, or isn't, um, but but I feel like, especially with role-playing and fantasy, if, if you're not limited by, by a certain campaign and rules, really the... The options are are limitless, so so I think it would be just interesting to know what people would would go for. I I went into it knowing that I wanted something like like a dog. So even though we reviewed what other options I had, I, I pretty much knew what I wanted. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, obviously that'll be different for everybody. So that's it. Thank you so much, Diana, for coming in and joining me. Uh, again, everybody, this has been Diana with Critically Stupid, the podcast, the actual play podcast. They play D&D right now, and in the future, who knows what they play? Help them get to 1,000 subscribers so Diana can launch a D&D OnlyFans. Yes. Which is going to be cosplay, and I will be learning how to sew. <laughs> <laughs> learning how to sew. Diana, again, thank you so much for coming on. And I, and I am sorry if this seemed like a rough interview. I am trying to give it more outline, more panache, and more, uh, more structure. So I hope that that made this very easy and you felt good about this. No, whole thing. I, I think it was great. I am not. Uh, you did great. I am a rambler, as we established. I warned you ahead of time. So, so you kept me on, on task, and and I think you did great. And and it didn't seem rough to to me at all. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, again, thank you, Miss Diana. Um, everybody who listened, thank you for tuning in. And please go check out Critically Stupid. They are hilarious. Uh, matter of fact, this is part one of five, I believe, uh, where we're going to be talking to everybody from Critically Stupid. Yes, but technically Garion's the funniest, but tell me that I'm the funniest, please. <laughs> you are very funny, but I can't lie. I'm sorry. Oh, Garion yeah. is probably the That's, most hilarious. It's so fucking annoying actually like the rest of us will be working at it and he just comes in with a one-liner that takes us all out he's just naturally funny and i hate him for it and i love him but i hate him for it. but yes Gary, so. i'm leaving that in so he can hear that is that okay can he i do knows. that he yeah yeah he loves
<laughs> Thank you again. I, I appreciate you uh, having me on.